0: We have New Tour Tuesday for you today. That's uh, at 9 o'clock this morning. You're getting new Fergie, all part of that, new Jared Neiman, country artist, and new Metallica. Now, some of you have heard this Metallica song because you probably bought that record, and I remember saying when the Metallica record came out, it's a great instrumental record. Lyrically, I think Metallica's kind of over it, and it's just my opinion, and I remember saying... This record is going to flop. The album will flop. It'll do big numbers the first couple of weeks it's out. It'll sell the numbers. So you can't look at. Don't give me. Well, it went platinum. That's Metallica. That's what they're going to do. Their fan base is insanely loyal, and I'm in that fan base. But ultimately, I said, give me six months after the album's out, and you won't hear these songs anywhere. And sure enough, we're a couple of. My, I don't know how long it is, but I bet it's close to six months. And the songs are nowhere. Fantone, I, I got to tell you, I feel like I was right on this Metallica what, record.
1: What, what is It's the name of the single Bite on the Bone or something Spit like that? Spit out the bone. Spit
2: out the
0: bone. <laughs> Spit out the bone. Yeah, that's uh, that's very. Now, I read an article yesterday, actually, where James uh, Hetfield came out and admittingly said, look, I wasn't all that into the music we were doing in the mid-90s. Like, I just wasn't into it. So, like, Load and Reload. You know how people, like, trash those records? Right. James was like, yeah, I didn't love a lot of it. And I've always said about those records. that Load and Reload were very much like the Use Your Illusion records for me from Guns N' Roses, ironically those two bands were on tour together at the time I believe is streamline them both and give me one great record and I think that happens when you do that with both is that if you take out the stuff you don't like and you only give me the hits off of each record you end up getting a damn good record but they both you know were doing that thing We're like we're artists and we know better and I think they were both trying to fulfill album contracts with labels so they can move on or do something else, or renegotiate, that probably sounds more like it. Because once you get to the end of the deal, now you renegotiate. But we got new Metallica for you, Spit Out the Bone. And then, honestly, we normally like to do a local track for you. And I haven't had a great submission in a while, so somebody gave me this idea yesterday via Twitter, and I wish I could remember who it was, I'd like to give them credit. But there's a band that's catching some steam out of Cleveland. And they've started to hit the like the late night talk show circuit. They're starting to get that. They're starting to get like right there on the edge right. of being like next thing to break out.
1: New stuff from Michael Stanley. Huh? No, 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 no. Oh, I okay. wish. I wish. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. Who is? It? Who are
0: we talking about? It is uh, the Welsh. What's your no. No. The <laughs> the, the, the Welshley Arms and their name of their song is legendary. So we'll take a listen to that at nine o'clock for New Tier Tuesday. How are not,
1: you? Buddy? Not familiar with the Welshley <laughs> Arms there, but I'm doing well. Uh, nothing really to report on yesterday, other than a Cavaliers victory. Uh, LeBron and the boys just absolutely throttling. Uh, I believe it was the Nets yesterday, so that was uh, that's good to report on. And uh, the only other thing is last night, your boy was back at it again, the Christmas bar. Oh yeah, going down. So last night I worked a charity event, and this was a charity event. For Y Stark, which is essentially like young professionals. Dude, you work
0: there and are broke. So when are, when, are, when is the Christmas bar doing the charity event for Matt Fantone? So
1: it's, it was essentially a, a a Y Stark, which is like young professionals of Stark County. So I I you know go there and there's a bunch of celebrity guest bartenders, they're back there doing their thing. And I just wanna say the young professionals of Stark County all
0: snotty, right?
1: A little bit lame. Like when the mayor came and he brought his crew, like, dude, the party was wild. Like the party. Dude, the party was lit. But I'm telling you, these were like sixty-five year old people with him, and I'm telling you that party was on. But last night, the young professionals, everyone was just kinda like, Oh yeah, I'll have two drinks and then I'm leaving. And
0: I'm like, that's kinda come on. Well, dude, you invited the Alex P. Keatons and you (laughs) think they're gonna turn up? That's not the way dude. (laughs) Alex P Keaton doesn't turn up. If the mayor got down and the ma-
1: and the first lady of Canton got down, I just figured some of the young professionals would have gotten down. Interesting. I will say um once like they kind of started talking to me and you know they're like hey do you do anything else and i'm like yeah you know i work rock 1069 i work for the charge probably didn't know right and i'm standing there and i'm kind of thinking to myself i'm like all right well fantone you're like a young professional you just told them that you have like career job like they're gonna invite you to a meeting or something right hell no they didn't dude hell no they didn't
0: give me the over under on khakis
1: Oh dude just khaki khaki out right I can see bro just dockers. Just 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 khakis as far as the eye can yeah. see.
0: Those dudes' baby blankets are khaki. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the way it works in the Alex P. Keaton world, buddy. Yeah, no, those people never like us. They you know did I mean? not. Nineteen-year-old snobs. They did not. The future Republicans of America. Um,
1: I would probably say that it, was, it was between twenty-one and thirty-five. So I feel like right in my age range there. Of like, yeah. all right, like you guys are gonna be like, because I was making jokes, I was high-fiving people, having fun. Yeah, with that's the problem, nope, dude. They didn't, they didn't want anything to do with your boy.
0: You're a have-not. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You grew up on a split level. You know what I mean? Like you gotta like, dude, the, the, dude, their parents had real brick. Like that's not that's not how that goes. I'm telling you, I think you, yeah, you see expectations sets happiness yeah. and, and you went in looking for like little john <laughs> and that's not what you were getting that's not what you were gonna get at all out of there huh. what's the story with you buddy what do you got Dude, i'm on? worried about today okay i love the rundown love everything we're talking about i got new tour tuesday love that all right
1: yeah always nice okay? new Tuesday. but i
0: um I, I woke up early feeling great all that stuff. but i had a like i had breakfast and like lunch all packed ready to go to bring here yeah. left it <sighs> on my goddamn I'm kitchen counter so i'm starving so I don't want to bitch about it, though, because here we are the week of Long Haul Against Hunger. And I don't want to sit here and be like, man, I'm so hungry. I don't have anything to eat. (laughs) When on Friday, we're going to do a 14-hour broadcast for people who legitimately, and again, I don't want to make light of this, who are legitimately food insecure. We will be doing Long Haul Against Hunger. That will be Friday up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. You guys know the drill. You've come out every year, record numbers. We love it. And uh, we'll take your food, cash, and check donations to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank.
1: And so you will be bitching all morning. I'm hungry. And I'm telling you right now, it's not even gonna be on the air. It's as soon as the microphones get turned off, dude. I am, I am literally effing starving. Like I guarantee you, at least five times this morning. Yeah, I rage <laughs> a little bit.
0: I rage a little Well, this might be your fault. How so? Well, where's where's the community box How and the so? where's where's the box of donations in the break room that I can steal out of this I year? I
1: intentionally didn't do it because I figured somebody else was gonna do it. I figured somebody else is going to do this, and oh. nobody else has stepped up into the. Room.
0: Nah, man, I'm sorry. Like that's you dropping the ball. That's there. me. Yeah, that's no. Me. Hold on. Hear me out. Okay. You're great at this stuff, right? All right, but you know this building better than that.
1: I'd like to think that somebody else was yeah, but,
0: within, but did you know better than within that
1: in the building? A little bit, yes. A is there bit. a little
0: bit of you that was like, I'm going to wait and see if this does this, so I can be up on my hill and bitch about the fact that nobody did it? One hundred percent. Okay, well, that's knew, all I'm saying. I,
1: I knew it. I knew it was going to be an issue, but I also was like, well, dude, there's eight other radio stations in this building, all somebody. of which, all of which are a part of this event. Somebody else is going to take the initiative here. Somebody else is going to take the lead here, and did not happen
0: right now in the drive-thru yeah there's our boss
1: <laughs> just, just sitting there getting a sweet tea all right about
0: to start listening to audition tapes of two guys <laughs> who can host long haul against <laughs> hunger next year who won't point out the fact that nobody else in the building has done it. Right now, that's what that's what he's doing. You realize, dude, was it Tuesday? That yesterday and today, we have started the show off by saying everything that's happening <laughs> at this radio station way. is wrong. Everything. And so, like, I can't believe, when I got here today, and I waved my pass at the security thing, and it, 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 it lit up green, I was like, huh. I felt, like, a little lucky. I was like, oh, well, here we go. I guess I get to go one more. But that's because they need me for Friday for long, all against. gets Yeah, year.
1: I mean, dude, at the end of the shift, is gonna be like, alright, <laughs>
0: time go. for got, Dude, I gotta be honest with you. Given the way we 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 have started the show the last couple of them out. I got to be honest with you. Monday, if it if the thing doesn't open, I'm going to be like. Yeah, right. that's about par for the course. All right. That's about, speaking of par for the course, I read an article this morning that has me all furious. Akron, we need your help. We got to Dude, honestly, I know I'm the anti-protest guy. We're protest. I'm, dude, the 20 million, we're protesting. I'm getting you guys all organized. That's next on Rock 1069.
3: Good
2: morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best
4: morning ever.
0: Kent's Rock Station. Rock
2: 1069. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to The Stands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. New Fergie, new Jared Neiman, new Metallica. And then out of Cleveland, a band that's uh, getting ready to blow wide open. Welsh Arms is the name of that artist. And their song is Legendary. We'll take a listen to that. So everybody, and myself included, kind of thinks that the Browns are a mess. Yeah. Because they're a mess. <laughs> I
1: don't think that's a thought anymore. Isn't that a fact? And at what point does it become like, no, it, they are a mess?
0: And a buddy of mine pointed this out to me yesterday. He's like, the Browns are doing nothing nothing to like ramp down your expectations of how good Josh Gordon will be on Sunday. Like they're not doing anything to be like to lower expectations. So my somebody pointed this out to me yesterday. He's like, if you read Twitter, people just think Josh Gordon's going to catch 1,200 yards on Sunday. And I was like, you know, I never thought of that. But you're right. The PR machine out of that building has done nothing to be like, well, let's slow down here. Let's wait and see what we got. It's been a couple of years since he's hit the field. We don't know what will happen. And that's, I mean, I would have never thought of it. But when he said it, I was like, wow, that that does. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think I've brought this point up before where it's like, yeah, Josh Gordon is still a freak athlete. There's no question about that. But it's like, dude, when you haven't played for two years, it's really hard just to come back and automatically get moved into a system like that, especially when you haven't you haven't gone through like, training pl- camp. You haven't gone through the process of like getting yourself up Rhythm the Rhythm with the quarterback, throwing right.
0: the pass, where to be, and it's the playbook more than anything. Josh Gordon still has the body. He's been working out a little bit. I think he can still run the route. It's the playbook. At the end of the day, do you know where everything is? Do you know what every check down is? Do you know what every call is and where you need to be? Like that, it's it's a hard, dude, those books are huge. And
1: yeah, I mean, Josh Gordon still, you know, at least from the videos I've seen, looks like a phenomenal athlete, but when you're- Yeah, when but
0: put pads on and, and throw a DB on it. And when you're,
1: you're at that level too, I mean, like a half a step makes a big difference. Hugely. So like, it just,
0: you just Half a step is what's between a college great and an NFL average. Yeah,
1: you just don't, you just don't know where he's going to end up in this now I think it's a fair assumption honestly to say that Josh Gordon will come in and automatically be the best receiver on the team I don't think that's even debatable I think Duke Johnson remains the Browns leading receiver which is ridiculous so and I know I know Deshaun Kaiser is leading leading touchdowns when it comes to our rushing touchdowns so it's like this is going to give the Browns a new level of options at the very least but to to, to just assume that josh gordon's going to go out there and you know and and, and go for a hundred plus yards is
0: ridiculous i yeah I, I would ramp that down but i bring this up to tell you that we're not the only dysfunctional franchise in the nfl okay i read this this morning okay the washington redskins who i believe play this evening oh, i'm sorry thursday november the 30th they're the thursday night game at the cowboys Have had Kirk Cousins in that building since the spring of 2012 is what I hear. They told an NFL.com reporter that they need the next five games with Kirk Cousins to decide what they're going to do with him. He's thrown 1,900 passes, according to this NFL.com person I'm reading. 1,900 passes. If you don't know what you have after 1,900 passes, then you're never going to know. And my thing with Kirk Cousins is this. He's a C-plus at best. I don't think he's even a B guy. I think he's a C plus. I think in people who say when when the moment's huge and playoff games he throws the pick in the fourth quarter, I think it's all true. That being said, I think the Browns would be lucky to have him. I think he'd be lucky to have him, of course. And I, so I, if I, they if if you want to make a play, although I think it's a little telling that San Francisco went and made a play for for uh, you know for Garoppolo and didn't go after Cousins, the guy that they drafted when they were running the organization, the Shanahans, in Washington. I think that's a little telling. Although, they're not putting Garoppolo on the field right now either. So, who knows if they know what they're doing. But 1,900 passes, the guy's thrown in games, and they still don't know. Yeah, I mean, you've had him for five years. What do you you either know or you don't at this point? So, another athlete, much like Josh Gordon, who's going to make his return this week, and you'd think I'd be all excited about it because I'm a fan of the game, is Tiger Woods is going to come back and play golf this week. Okay. And Justin Thomas, who just who is a professional golfer, just won the PGA tour this last year, young kid out of Alabama, young kid. I think he's like 24, says, You won't believe how good his game looks. But I think what you're seeing here is I think you're seeing these young kids who grew up with posters of Tiger on their wall are just happy to have Tiger near the tour again because here comes all the media because Tiger's on the tour. I'll be honest with you. I love golf. I'll watch it every week. But I understand why most people find it to be an incredible bore on television. I totally get it. I'll never argue that you, like like baseball people who will tell me I'm stupid and that's why I don't like baseball on TV, I'll never use that argument with golf for, with you, even though it's totally, it would be, if it's true for baseball, it would be true of golf too. But some things are just slow and not great TV. And I would I would understand why golf is not great TV for all of you. I love it. But I understand why it's not great TV for all of you. But Tiger's going to make his return. And I'll be honest, I've said from the beginning, much like Josh Gordon, he's a freak. He, his ability was leaps and bounds above the rest of the field. So I'll never count Tiger all the way out. But being a little bit of a betting man than I am, I am not betting on a strong outing from Tiger Woods all year. He may do well in this tournament in the Bahamas. He may do well. But I don't see a return to form of Tiger Woods. I think a lot of it is mental. I think it's a little bit of the Derrick Rose situation where there were so many injuries where he's starting to question whether or not his body can do what it used to do. On top of that, you got Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, all these young guys on these tour. Right now, everybody's like, who? Right? But all these young guys on tour who are hitting it a mile. And I think he's going to sit up there on tee boxes with guys like that who are out driving him, who are out hitting him, and it's going to get in his head, and he's going to go back, and then mentally he's going to be like, "My back hurts," and he's not going to want to play. I, uh, I I don't I
1: don't get this move <laughs> for Tiger Woods. I understand that you know golf's a game where you can play late into your life. I mean they have a seniors tour for a yeah, reason. but the
0: greats don't do
1: it. Um, but the the thing is, is like. Dude, you had such a run there, and I'm sorry, but once you get to a point in your career and you're on the downside of your career, and this this, this doesn't get applied to Jordan, and I wonder if it'll get applied to Tiger, but it's like those years count for something, and they count negatively against you. So like, I, in, in my book, if it's me, and it's like, dude, you had a, one of the most dominant runs in sports history... What do you have left to prove? What do you have left to get out there and do?
0: I think what Tiger would say if he wasn't afraid of his answer getting out, like if you and I were having dinner with Tiger, right? I think what Tiger Woods would say to that is, is that professionally, I probably don't have anything left to prove, but personally, I still might. There's a little bit of once you've been knocked off it, you want to see, can I still do it? I mean, from, from experience, I can tell you a little bit of that's true. Once you get knocked off it, it's like, oh, yeah, watch this. Well,
1: you still have the ability to do it. Brett Favre didn't still have the ability to do it. That's Tiger fair. doesn't still have the ability to do well, it. We Jordan don't didn't know still have that. the ability to do it.
0: We don't know that with Tiger yet. I mean, Vijay Singh won, won tournaments late into his 40s. Phil Mickelson's like 44, 45, still can totally do it. We don't know that with Tiger yet. I suspect that's true. Now, one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is we might not get the Sea Tiger after, was it 2020 or 20? Yeah, 2019. They say in 2018, the Bridgestone Invitational, which is the tournament played up here in Akron at Firestone, will reach a milestone when it celebrates its 65th anniversary. However, it may be the last year Firestone gets this event. According to Cranes Cleveland Business, the World Golf Championships tournament may not return as the tour is going to relook its schedule, retool it during the 2018-2019 season. From PGA Tour Radio, should start playing. Officials want the FedEx Cup playoffs to wrap up before Labor Day, a move that would obviously have to result in a couple of scheduling changes, and they're thinking Japan may be the next site. For this Invitational, which I don't have the numbers, but I would imagine it brings a ton of money into the area. I, of oh, course, like sure going right. to the tournament. It's going to be a loss of hotel rooms, restaurants, money that comes into the area, and that kind of bums me out.
1: Um, I, I don't know because I don't know golf well enough, and I don't know that golf course or that golf club well enough, but... Wasn't that event, I mean, and I guess 65 years deep into it, but it, it always felt like to me, like, what is this event even doing here? Like, why is this even here? Like, why, like, it, it always felt like it was too big for its own britches. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, what, what, what like, uh, as a world golf championship in Akron for what? There's a
0: little truth in that. Yeah, I was,
1: I was always yeah. very, not 65 years ago.
0: You go back to the history of it, right? Right. Yeah. right. But, it, you
1: know, to me, it always just felt like, well,
0: what the hell is this doing here, dude? Tiger won that tournament eight times eight times i actually got to see one of those and that's going to make me sad to be honest with you is because there are memorable moments of tiger there he is in the black pants red shirt sunday fist pumping winning tournaments there i mean huge moments in pga tour history have been made at firestone country club huge tv now again for people who like the game there have been huge tv moments that have happened at that tour over at 65 year history. And honestly, dude, I'm gonna be like a little pissed if that goes away. Like, I'm not happy. Now, you gotta imagine the course would be easier to get on. Yeah. So so from a playing aspect, if the TV crews pack up and roll out, they might need a guy like me to be interested in the course a little bit more. But that's personal, and that's a little too selfish for the amount of people and the amount of money that's going to leave the area if this goes.
1: And, and, and how long How long does this club exist outside of it? You know what I'm saying? You think of the money that that brought in, and oh, it's like 2020 rolls it. around, 2020 rolls around, and now it's like, all right, well, we got 5, you know, 500 more guys signed up this year, but it's still not making up for what that. No, that, that,
0: dude, that Invitational carries it. I mean, the one Sunday, the one Saturday, I think it was, I followed in a group, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, and Dustin Johnson were all playing in a group together. I was like, dude, the three biggest players in the world are just like, like 10 feet from you and they're all playing in the same. It was amazing. That tournament, honestly, man, I hope this doesn't happen. There's no definitive word has come down yet, but man, I really hope, honestly, just for the money aspect alone in the region, then I hope that that doesn't happen, but if they want the schedule to wrap up earlier, I'm sure it's to coincide with other sports on TV and things like that. Maybe it grows the game ultimately in the end, but I would hate to see that loss for this area. Michigan is starting a new form of roadside test to check if you're sober. We'll tell you about that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I appreciate the audience because I'm getting an outpouring of support. If people are like, "Dude, I'm with you," I don't want that tournament to leave Akron either. If you weren't listening, the uh, Bridgestone Invitational may maybe move to Japan after this season. I've been told that the World uh, Golf Championship headquarters has been moved to Japan, so that that, that tour may move after this tour uh, after this season. But Twitter told me I'm with you. I miss going to that. Since my guidance counselor was a sign carrier and hooked me up with tickets, I've, I've gone every year. Tons of memories. My here's the thing: my grandma Stansbury, my dad's mom, both of her brothers were golf like pros. Like they were instructors. And they lived out of state, but she fell in love with the game through having brothers who loved it. And she took me every year. Every year. When I was a kid, now I hated it. When I was like a kid, I was like, why oh, are we geez, here? Damn, it it's suck. long, it's boring, it's slow. But now looking back on it, having been there and watching Fuzzy Zeller and like all those guys play, it's like you know now I appreciate those memories. But man, it sucks.
1: I um, I, it does. It sucks. There's no question about it. From a lot a of local, money from a local perspective. I don't give a damn about golf and like. I mean, yes, do they? Sucks. Well, I mean, do they advertise here? I um, I just. I, I, I just, I can't, I guess I'm surprised that it took this long. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not uh, not trying to knock Akron or the area. It just seems like this is such a, uh, you know, foregone conclusion that this was something like this would happen. So, well, like,
0: 65 years ago, Akron, a huge part of this country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Firestone, yeah, yeah, yeah. a, a major company. deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, tons of people work there. I mean, I, I get it then. It's just, it's a little sad. It sucks. Michigan now. Yeah where state police are going to be conducting roadside saliva tests on suspected drug-impaired motorists as part of a program testing out the accuracy of, like, a drug DUI test versus, like, the alcohol test there, right? And we've moved into a new era with the impaired driving. Um, All the billboards now say you know if you suspect drug activity in a car do this it used to be just mad and you know drinking and driving those, those were the billboards it's all drug and driving now on the billboards
1: uh, that uh, you're right it just it surprises me it's just like how would i know somebody's doing drugs in the car in front of me how like i mean like it's just it's such a weird thing you're swerving okay i see you out there okay but, I mean, I guess if you're on heroin, you're going to be swerving as well. Nodding out. Right. It's just, it just it, 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 to me, it's just like, I guess, it, I don't know. It's okay. A, drug use is, is hard to see.
0: Maybe not the freeway. Okay. But let's say you're driving down Fulton. Right? You can't drive past a car and notice somebody passing a joint in that car. You might be able to do that. As a person who's done things in cars, right? Like, I mean, don't, don't, what are the rules, right? From high school. What are the rules? You don't hit the joint at the stoplight, right? Because everybody's in the car next to you. They'll be able to see you. You don't pass it as somebody's pa- passing you in the car. I mean, all good drug addicts know the rules. So
1: that's the thing, is they're they're gonna they're gonna be sneaky
0: about oh, it. Oh well, maybe they'll get sloppy because they're, gonna they're gonna all be high on the weed. Now, state police tell the newspaper that the program uses a portable saliva testing device that can tell an officer if a driver has certain drugs in the system, such as marijuana or the opiates. Now, Michigan Medical Marijuana Association president Michael Common. Comorn says. He's concerned about the test accuracy and the program's experimental nature. Apparently, they put $150,000 into this program, and it's called the preliminary oral fluid analysis. They aim to combat an increase in fatal crashes caused by impaired drivers. Now, of course, we all want to see that. He says officers must have a reason to suspect impairment before testing a driver with this, you know, new test. My question is, is, so then, are we testing them with the saliva and then giving them and like a blood test to find out how accurate the to test is? Check it. Why aren't you telling me about that? Like, how are we testing the new test? That's what I want to know.
1: Maybe, maybe this is one of those like, hey, we administer it at the roadside. Once you get back to the, you know, once you get back to the station, that's when you know. Because if somebody pulled you over and the cops smelled weed in your car, you know what I mean. Prior to that, you'd have to go get tested.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you know I've never I mean? been. I've never been in that situation, so I don't know that one. Um, I, I don't know how. That uh, works.
1: this makes sense to me. Um, I, the the things that you know, the arguments he made of like you don't know of the accuracy. Well, you have to start testing somewhere. Yeah, you, you can't have to, not do stuff. Uh, right, you have you you, you got to start somewhere. Um, the fact that. <laughs> The fact that not everybody who gets pulled over is going to be administered this, though, at that point, it's like, well, you didn't have a reason to pull me over when when I was at a DUI checkpoint, you still smelled me for booze, so it's like, well, is this, I don't know if I find, like, if that's necessarily appropriate, it's like either everyone should have it or no one should have it, but... I mean, I can't, ar- I can't argue with like the path this is going.
0: I was gonna on. say there's a reason why pilot programs exist. It's because we need to test things to find out if they work before we roll them all the way out.
1: Now, and, and and this applies, I think, with all things we talk about drugs here. There's a difference between opiates and marijuana, but at the same time, like I don't want people like stoned off their asses like driving around and cars. No, there's always
0: been the mentality. Like I remember like back in the day when it was like Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and like that was like the big like thing in the country. Most people that smoked weed were like, "Well, dude, I'll just smoke this joint then." I'm not gonna a drink I'll just smoke this joint because right. you get pulled over and the cop would know but what's he really going to do right there was a time in this country where the cops weren't really gonna there they weren't going to be able to do a whole lot right now that's not so true anymore the amount of people that were in my DUI class for having smoking weed behind the wheel of the car was honestly it outweighed the people who were in there for booze it really did but the money this will bring in eventually because dude pothead you know right how many times have you been driving thinking well dude there's really nothing they can do they can they can know but there's not much you can do like now once they can they can legitimately have you the money this will bring in will triple the DUI money and i i guess a, dude it's going to be really fast
1: it'll be it'll be something to see of like is there going to be a you know, 0.08 is like the standard of DUI. Going to be hard to do that. What's I think. that line like? And, and 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 how? Once I get this swab test, like how far back into my history does that go? Does that if I smoked weed today? If I smoked weed this morning at eight AM, and it's like, dude, it's it's seven PM now. I'm still not. I'm not high anymore. Is are you going to yeah. be able to test that? Like, but you know, they're got to start have, somewhere, right? they're, like,
0: Yeah, they're going to have to figure out because this will be true of marijuana too, where they'll. You'll smoke it. You'll feel high. You'll come down a little. You'll think you're sober, but ultimately, under the letter of the law, you won't be. And that's where they're gonna have to get that figured out. But I want this test because I think that the, all this stuff stands in the way of national legalization of weed. And that's why, dude, like, get over these hurdles. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's uh, let's uh, let's go. I just I want the money back. I I want I I want the jobs. I want the money. I want it all. Let's go. Let's get over these hurdles. A piece of audio is going to be played for you next on this show, and we're going to do something with it we haven't done in a while, which is slow it down. But I heard this audio yesterday, and I ended up listening to it 25 times in a row after that, because I couldn't believe that this got said out loud. We'll play you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show.
2: That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock
0: 106.9 And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 We're online at wrqk.com 9 o'clock is New Tier Tuesday. New Fergie, new Jared Neiman, new Metallica. And then out of Cleveland, a band called the Welsh, uh, Welshly Arms. Their song is called Legendary. Take a listen to that. That band's on the rise. I've been seeing blogs about them for like a month. So a listener hit me up yesterday. He's like, dude, you should play this. I'm like, you know what? Let me take a listen to that. And I listened to it and was like, alright. We'll see if we can give them a little push. So you'll hear that at 9 o'clock as well. Coming up on Friday, it is the long haul against hunger. We do it to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. We'll be at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening, taking food, cash, check donations to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Who I hear, the CEO, Dan Flowers, will be joining us sometime this morning in the studio. My boss texted me. He's like, look. He's like, I forgot to tell you. He's coming in. He's like, I'm not exactly sure when. I was like, well, I need him before nine, and dude, a little bit of a heads up would have been cool.
1: Dan Flowers can play New Turd Tuesday with us, dude. He's got he's got musical taste. He's got he knows. he's got rock cred. That's he, for there's sure. There's No question about it. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm excited to have Dan Flowers in. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll that'll happen on a, a time schedule that makes sense for us there. Um real quick, just want to shout out uh, uh Liberty Ford Downtown Canton. Um one of their uh one of the, one of the, one of their guys is doing a food fundraiser for us and you can drop off food there. I uh yeah,
0: we need to move forward on that. Ask me before you do that again. Just please, just I do that's going to be two meetings today I didn't need. So there was a piece of audio that you can find the video online at wrqk.com and I saw this yesterday, watched it 25 times because I couldn't believe it. I've watched it again this morning, could not believe it. And I can't believe I'm going to tell you. We're going to slow this audio down, but we're going to play it for you in, in real speed first. But I said to myself, and no, not even myself, I said it out loud. I know he did not, was my exact sentence. And then watched it again, said it again, watched it again. But the president, Donald Trump, was addressing some World War II veterans of Navajo descent, is what I'm reading. Yeah, they were Navajo code talkers. Oh, this is like from that Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yeah. And, well, I'll just, here's what he said. Here's, here's, here's what happened.
2: You were here long before any of us were here, although we have a representative in Congress, who they say was here a long time ago, they call her Pocahontas. But you know what?
0: I like you. I can't believe that. I literally cannot believe that. There was a little bit of me that I didn't know this meeting was happening until after it happened, until I saw the video, right? And there was a little bit of me before I watched it that went, oh, no, he had to talk to who? Like, oh, God, how'd this go? And I thought about that: is What an uncomfortable thing to think while thinking about the president, right? Where, dude, in no group of people should I ever think that the president might not have it. At no group of people should I ever think, oh, no, what's he going to say to this person? I I don't know if we should think that. But that's kind of where I am. And hearing that yesterday... I just, I know I was like in love with the tweet yesterday where he was talking about let's do a fake news trophy, (laughs) find the, you know, the worst news outlet because they're unfair to, you know, your favorite president in parentheses he wrote me. And I know I love that. I did. I loved it. There was something about that I just loved. But then sure enough, he comes back over top of it and does this with Elizabeth Warren, which I just. Now they're calling it a racial slur. I'm not sure Pocahontas is a racial slur. I don't want to go overboard. But the airing out of personal vendettas and professional meetings like this, I that I do have a little bit of an issue with.
1: I mean, even if you don't feel like it's a racial slur, it's being used in a derogatory term. He's not trying to be nice. Right,
0: right. So like there's a little bit of we can split the hair on racial slur or not, but ultimately he's not trying to be nice. I know like, you know, His press secretary is going to get out there and spin it and call it, you know, call it a not a racial slur. And now what we'll do as a country is we'll fight for the next three days about whether or not it's a racial slur versus whether or not it was an appropriate time to say anything of this nature. We'll we'll get off the subject and we'll talk about, like, the side story because that's just what we do.
1: It's a little confusing there in the sense of, like, he's saying to these Native Americans, like, hey, you guys are the original Americans, been here for a long time. And then he, like, insinuates that Elizabeth Warren is an original American. Like, what is he? I, like, I just, I guess I'm not trying. Like, uh,
0: Again, it's not that. It, no, that's not. That's the bigger problem is that he's not even trying to make that insinuation. He's just trying to, like, knock her. And so it does. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, that part doesn't even hold up. It doesn't even hold water at the end there. And I, like, and I guess, like, they've looked into it now. Right. And where it's like, it's like the 19th century. Is where her Native American background... This is like one of those things, dude, nobody is what they think they are.
1: No, no. I mean, dude, it's America in 2017. We're all mutts at, at this point. I mean, it's not like... I think it's very unlikely, outside of, you know, people who are living in a, on, on a reservation, that it's like, no, I'm a full-blooded Native American. Like, no. And... I guess at this point it's like is anybody you're right, is anybody what they really say they are? Your grandma thinks you're something, but it's like are are you really
0: that? You're so far removed from all of it. And plus there's probably relationships in your in your you know, your in your family's past that people lied about. You know what I mean? And didn't want to admit and weren't allowed to bring to the table and, you know, secret babies. I mean, do we all got dirt in and our family?
1: Now, for Elizabeth Warren, you know, and I guess it's debatable on whether she used that to her advantage or to, like, you know, screw over the system is one thing. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, she's nuts. I mean, there's no right, doubt. Right, I mean, right, right, she right, is right, nuts. And I mean, but it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're right. What What she does or did not do or did or did not do.
0: Two wrongs here.
1: Right. It doesn't excuse this.
0: Again, I'm being asked. I don't see why it's a big deal. Every everyone's a snowflake. It makes everything about race, and you know, I I don't. I'm not making this about race. I'm making this about there's a time and a place, and this. I just don't think this was the time nor the place. And I think you can see it on on the people's faces who he's talking to. He's like, "What's happening?" So we haven't done this in a while, and I we never know how it's going to work out. Sometimes the audio is better. Sometimes it's worse. We don't know. But we haven't slowed down a piece of audio in a while. Those of you that hail from the, you know, the previous show, this was a big part of it, and I probably don't do this enough. So here's Donald Trump now slowed down. You were here long before <laughs> any of us. It does make here. everything funnier though.
4: Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago, <laughs> they call her
3: Pocahontas.
2: <laughs> but you know what? <laughs>
0: I like you. I like you. Which sounded creepy. Here's the other thing. Notice there's no reaction to what he said. Like, that's like a guy standing up at the funny stop and falling completely flat on his face. She is, I mean, Elizabeth Warren's nuts. There's no doubt. But I just, I, and I've said this before about the president. I don't hate him. I really don't. My life's not all that different, honestly, since he took the office. And I said that during the election that my life wouldn't be all that different. All right, so I don't really have—I don't have a dog in it. I don't really hate the guy, but I never want to think, "Oh my God, he has to talk to who today?" Like, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" But this is more along the lines of what I expected when he was running, versus I thought it would be funny, like missteps and like saying things like that, versus. We're going to deport like half the country. Like I didn't expect that
1: I mean people need to uh, Keep things in perspective And I've said this about you know the Outcries against President Trump throughout All this is like well not everything is The most serious offense in the world it's Not um, but at the same time It's like Dude, this is a pretty low bar to get over. It's like, dude, when you're talking to, you know, when you're talking to veterans here to not insult their race seems like a pretty low bar to get over there. I I
0: said it the other day. Eight years ago, the talking heads on TV were screaming at one another over the president wearing a tan suit, and it was called not not presidential, that tan suit. And in eight years, this is where we are. Think about where we're going to be eight years from now. We're not going to get better. It's not like we're going to learn this cautionary tale and go back. It's going to get worse, I think. One more time. I need, we, I need Trump one more time.
4: Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here
3: a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: That's weird too, though. You know what? I like you. I mean, that almost sounds like a creep. It's interesting. I knew that would be funny. Slow down. There's just something about the word Pocahontas. Slow down. That I knew would be gold. This song gets to you with Tim McGraw, huh? Oh, there's no doubt. And I mean, you have an issue with this.
1: At at the very least, I mean, like, what do I want to say here? It's um indicative of like kind of how we think of native americans that it's like yep everything's indian outlaw you guys are all out there smoking the peace pipe so like
0: isn't it i think sometimes music gets this problem is i think sometimes we look at movies and go oh it's okay because that's a character where sometimes in music people are singing you somebody else's story and not always making it about but we always assume when a singer is doing something that we, we think he's talking about himself I don't know if that's true in this song or not, but that that does happen, because I do it all the time with music, too, where I'm like, uh, is that all right? We're in a movie, I'm like, ah, well, they're telling me a story. We're music, that's what they're doing, they're telling you a story. It might not be their story, it might be somebody else's story. Assisted suicide is getting a lot, a lot easier. I'll explain next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This
3: is a dream come true.
2: Canton's Rock Station Rock 106.9
0: 106.9 Welcome back to the Sanford Show on Rock 106.9 I did something very stupid about an hour ago didn't realize I did it until a buddy of mine hit me up He had been hacked and I clicked uh, on this video, like this sports video he sent me and I figured he was sending it to me for something I could see he use on the program and he just hit me up he's like yo man if you clicked on that i was hacked and so i like had to go into my facebook account and like change my password again and like do all that i just i hate all that yeah
1: i hope that turns out okay for you i hope that like doesn't f with your computer you know what i mean yeah
0: well the good news is is that this computer is never really great
1: that high quality machine over there yeah
0: not so much there but that stuff's so annoying to me i hate all that it's part of what makes me hate technology I never feel like I'm alone anymore. I feel like everything's watching me, listening to me. Every article I read is that your phone listens. As a matter of fact, I watched this the other day, and I don't know how true or accurate it is because you can like edit video before you post it. But this guy and his wife don't have cats, and so they just started talking about cat food around their phones. They just started talking about it, and then they opened their phones, and sure enough... Like, the first piece of targeted advertising they saw was for cat food.
1: I um, I believe it. I mean, it, 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 it's not too far of a stretch for me. As a I-
0: guy who was spied on, recorded, and had it used against me, dude, I can tell you, man, it makes you paranoid.
1: And, I mean, I know this isn't what people think that they're signing up for, um, but I'm going to bet you somewhere along the line that guy and his wife allowed an app or something to use their microphone.
0: Access the microphone. Uh You hit yes because you just want to post your photos of your food to Instagram. Uh And then there it is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we've given away the access. Nobody reads the fine print of anything. Think about. I mean, dude, you don't read the fine. Like, you can buy a car, you don't read the fine print of that. Nope, just sign. It, sign. Whatever. You want Do that car? Here,
1: you sign here. Okay. So yeah. if
0: you're not going to read the fine print of when you bought your car or your house, you're damn sure not reading the fine print of like you know Facebook. you like, come on, like so. Yeah, I mean, we all welcome this stuff into our houses. Do companies? <laughs> Do companies have a responsibility or an
1: obligation or whatever word you want to use here, kind of to to make those things more clear and more transparent and easily, you know, more easily understood by by the consumer? No,
0: the the no, the customer base has a responsibility to educate themselves on something that they want to use. And read the entire and read uh, to read uh, it entire through. through. Us us making it more clear and doing this and making companies do this is ultimately, dude, what everybody complains about, which is bubble wrapping the world. If like every warning comes from somebody doing something stupid. And so, like, you need to know or or just say, you know what, or I don't care. And this is what's going to happen when I click on stuff or whatever. But you can't have it both ways. Not every company is going to be out to protect you. You know what I mean They're, most of them are out there just to sell you stuff.
1: No, but I'm saying like that's why there needs to be something in place to protect you because most companies aren't there to do that. most companies are, are, are there for the exact opposite of it. It just to me, it just feels like you know even if it wasn't it just I just, I just you know even if it wasn't like regulated, just something that's just like, yo, this is easier to understand. Well what they you're give you the info,
0: for. you just don't read it. Like, I said to Fantone the other day, actually, we had to, like, reelect into our health insurance. And I feel like I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I'm not going to break the bank or anything, but I'm reasonably intelligent, right? And I was, like, filling out, like, my new health insurance for the this next coming year, where in you know, where you can elect stuff. And I remember saying to you that day, like... Dude, I feel bad for people who legitimately aren't like, and I, I'm not trying to be mean, but who aren't like all there, who yeah. aren't like real smart. Because, dude, that stuff's incredibly difficult for people who are intelligent.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you got to think if you have a problem with like reading comprehension or something like that. And I guess at this point, though, that's a learning disability. Wh- a lot of people have it. But, but the point we're making is, well, it doesn't matter because you're not. We're not even reading it. I mean, I can comprehend what I read. That's I just I, it doesn't matter because I'm just like, okay, 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 click done.
0: It's like healthcare and taxes are both those things that are. Huge pieces of your life and people just click yes, just without even realizing what you're doing, honestly. And it's because it's the boredom factor. I don't even think it's a lot of times that you don't understand it. I think it's that you don't want to take the time to understand oh, it.
1: Oh, I wonder, I wonder if, 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 if most people sat down and really tried to read through a terms and conditions that they signed up for, whether that's Facebook or whether that's a contract that they're, you know, they're going to pay for their car or whatever.
0: I think it's lazy. I
1: wonder if people would be able to, to really understand it and like, and digest it. I don't know.
0: Maybe the one leads to the other. I'm not going to get this anyway. Why am I reading it? Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe one thing leads into the other. This is there.
1: too hard. This is too complicated. Whatever. I'll just initial here, sign here, initial here. Yeah. I, I mean, they both probably feed each other there.
0: I saw this from our sister station talking about Facebook. Yeah. My 1017. Facebook is launching a software designed to stop people from killing themselves. The social media giant is now using AI that will scan all posts for patterns of suicidal thoughts. When it detects them, it will send mental health resources to the user who is at risk or their friends. So wait a minute, they're going to read my post and then send me like anti like suicidal like, you know, uh, pamphlets because they're going to
1: I mean, it's adjusting that advertising to you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you post a bunch about like it's hey It's not going to pick
0: up on snark.
1: Hey, well, I mean, no, but that's one of the problems with trying to be snarky with with the Internet there or trying to be sarcastic on the Internet. It's there. not going to pick that it's up. It's hard to do.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's, honestly, snark doesn't play well in print at all. I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm always on Brown's Twitter about that on Sundays. When, when, that, when their Twitter account wants to be all sheepish about how terrible the team is Sunday afternoon, it's like, guys, it's been 20 years. Get your goddamn act together. Quit tweeting me snark. Fix the goddamn team. But, like, I I worry about this with Facebook. And I worry about a little bit of an overreach here. And um, although I have thought about this, and I'm going to give away a great business idea, but I can't believe that I cannot download, or that women ultimately cannot download an app today that where you can scan somebody. You meet a guy, right? You meet him in a bar where you can scan all of his social media accounts with the use of one app, and it'll give you, like, percentages. He's this much percentage You know, um, Machismo, or he's this much percentage racist. He's this much percentage where you can like identify people down by the numbers and scan their posts and the things that they read and set like personal flags. Like, I have an issue with this in my life. So let's set the flag. We'll scan every. St- I can't believe there's not an app that does that for I people mean, now.
1: Somebody will make the same argument of, of well, you can't necessarily understand their tone via text and was that sarcastic or what was that or was that something directed directly at somebody versus just like, an, you know, an I still think thought. there's
0: a marketplace for it. And yeah. if I was. Smart enough. As a matter of fact, dude, I might pay that kid Marshall to get on it and do it because he knows about all that stuff. There's also a new suicide machine, okay, that has a detachable coffin, and this machine is setting out to let you kill yourself anytime, anywhere you want. Although not really anywhere because the machine's kind of big. So I, you know what I mean. It's not like you're going to roll it into Times Square and do it. But apparently, there's a guy out of Australia, Doctor Philip Nitschke, who is a euthanasia activist. He says his machine will allow anyone the access to end their life by simply pressing a button. He's an engineer or he and an engineer built the machine and they say it can be 3d printed and assembled in any location. It's called the Sarko capsule. You can see photos of this at facebook.com slash show. And He's going to put an online mental questionnaire. And if you pass their mental questionnaire, he will provide you a four-digit access code for you to download. It's free. So you can download this machine, 3D printed out. So what happens is you lie in the capsule. He can activate it. Liquid nitrogen will rapidly drop the oxygen level, leading to your death in just a few minutes. But here's the best part, they say. The capsule can be detached from the Sarco machine and used as a sleek, shiny coffin. And then the machine itself can then be reused. Put a new coffin in there. Um, isn't the whole point of euthanasia
1: when it comes to uh, humans, is that like, well, we're trying to end the suffering. And if you're just taking the oxygen away from somebody, isn't that, I mean, essentially you're going to like choke to death. You're not going to be able to breathe in that thing. That sounds like a terrible way for me to
0: die. Yeah. But you're still ending the suffering because you're going to be suffering for five more minutes instead of five more months.
1: I, I Just to me, it's like, why don't you do something that kills them? I don't
0: Instantaneously? know. Instantaneously. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, like an ejection. Or that something. would be better. Yeah, I I,
0: but... I won't argue that that's not better. I, um, This is going to. This will ruffle feathers. This will get people hot and bothered, especially people who have had family members who have committed suicide. Are going to feel like this is terrible, but I guess that's really the question: Should is it okay for people to end their lives?
1: Well, I think I think the concept of euthanasia and suicide. There's a difference. There there. are differences. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference there.
0: Um, Like if I had a family member, I'll just be honest. If I had a family, because this is how I feel about my life. If I had a family member who has said, you know, I'm alive by being hooked up to all this stuff, which means in my opinion or their opinion in this hypothetical that they don't feel like that's alive to them. If they said to me, we got to end this, I don't know how I don't honor that wish and end that and so I don't know how we are not allowing people to make that decision for themselves
1: especially when it's the person making the decision themselves especially and I, I kind of disagreed with this like oh we'll just take this online self-evaluation course and you can get this four digit code and it'll give you what you need here I, I mean it's got to be a more in-depth process than that I, I, mean, I think professionals should be a part of that equation I think like you know I, I don't want to say like an end of life expert but someone there to kind of like help you make that decision but I, I, I can't argue with it I can't argue with it I mean somebody wants wants to be done
0: with the suffering. What if they just want to be done with life? There's no disease involved. They're just like, you know what? I just don't enjoy it. I, I just, want out.
1: I'm suffering just being It's alive. not
0: morbid. It's not like, you know what? Like, I'm miserable or I, like I'm being bullied and so I'm doing it. I just like, what about somebody who just feels like, you know what? I just feel like it's annoying to have to do it.
1: Um, I guess at that point, we're not dealing with chronic pain. We're not dealing with chron- I mean But I, that person would make the argument, I am dealing with chronic pain. Um,
0: so there are people who say I don't know.
1: There's a, there's a weird line in there somewhere. I don't know where it is.
0: There are people who say living's harder than dying. Although how can anybody know? Nobody's ever really been able to successfully do both and be able to tell you. Nikki
1: six. So all six that th-
0: that is true. Nikki did die a couple of times. He did die a couple of times. I don't know, man. I've um, it, it's it, it's a touchy subject, but I can tell you, for me in my life, I would not want to be kept alive by machine. And if that's where I am pull the plug. I'm done. I've lived a great life. I've lived I've lived a full life, as a matter of fact, and I'm nowhere near done with it. I probably got 25 years left. And ultimately, I feel like I've done I've done very well. Like if I died in in the like let's say my plane on my way to Vegas on the 22nd, if it goes down, I'll be all right. I feel like I've I've I got lucky enough to do what I wanted to do for a living, which is further than a lot of people get. And if that's as far as I get to go, I would be okay with it. I'm not so egotistical that my life has to have more fulfillment before it's done if I, it, it, I and honestly now at my age like if I don't want it to happen, but if I was to die in like some unforeseen circumstance like that, i don't necessarily think people should mourn my loss It should be more I would rather you celebrate my life ultimately is the way I want that to go i don't know why I'm not doing anything with it, but maybe when I'm dead, you guys will celebrate it i I, I don't know as a matter of fact we um we should be all celebrating a little bit more We have a list of the most sinful cities in Ohio We'll tell you where we landed next on Rock
2: 106.9 The Stansbury Show Rock 106.9 It's 9
0: Welcome back to The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 Online at WRQK.com Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday You're getting new Fergie, new Jared Neiman, new Metallica And then local-ish Out of Cleveland, a band that's getting ready to take Right the hell off called Welshly Arms and their song is legendary they're already starting to hit like the late night talk show circuit and that whole thing song's kind of grandiose take a listen grandiose yeah it is a little I like it it's a little bit it's like one of those it's like very chanty very anthem-y. okay very grand all right but I got a few issues we'll take a listen nine o'clock coming up on Friday it's the long haul against hunger we do it every year to benefit the Akron Canton regional food bank Fantone and myself will be broadcasting live from six o'clock that morning seven o'clock that evening at the giant eagle up on the strip taking food cash check donations to benefit the akron Canton regional food bank who i hear uh the ceo dan flowers will be in our building shortly after 8 a.m we're going to get him on the program in the 8 a.m hour talk to dan flowers haven't spoke to him in a little while he's a good dude so there was a list that came out about like the most sinful cities in ohio i think uh cincinnati came in at number 13 canton actually didn't make like the top of the list but akron actually came in at number five is the most sinful cities In Ohio, and I I guess I don't know what really goes into being sinful, but Akron doesn't feel sinful to me at all. Like, I don't feel like, oh, Akron's where I go when I want to get in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this whole list is a little bit like, I mean, which city is like, oh, man, that's the city of sin in Ohio. I mean, you don't know what the criteria was, if it was bars. Trip clubs, things like that. I,
0: I honestly don't know. As a matter of fact, what happened here is I had it up and then my computer, and I'm worried that it is. It's because I clicked on something on Facebook. is like screwing things up on me right now, and I can't find uh, – I no longer have the email. I know Akron came in at number five. as the most sinful city uh, is the, uh, on the list of most sinful cities in Ohio. And like I said, I never think about Akron as like, yeah, that's where I want to go to get in trouble.
1: Um, The only thing that I mean, I guess it just it's it's like not trouble per se, but I mean, there's plenty of issues within the city. So if that's the criteria, then I can understand it. But like, I don't feel like any of Ohio is necessarily like a hotbed of like, although
0: Vegas doesn't feel like Sin City to me either, though. Like, I think that that was just a great marketing campaign that really took off and people just believed it because most people don't go. And so yeah, like, since he got like sold to you
1: Well, when they do go, you got to remember, it's that one trip for them. It's that one trip of truly wilding out where it's like you've gone and lived your life there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a different thing than a vast majority of people have done.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's it, it is one of those things where it's like and this is what I always say about Vegas cops. You got to cut them a break. It's where everybody in the country goes to act like an idiot. And so, like, they're constantly on edge. Clark County does not play, dog. Dude, they just don't play. And it's because that's where everybody out, everybody goes there to be an idiot. But, like, I don't know. I mean, well, I guess by that, I mean, if we're going to say it's bars and strip clubs, what, I mean, I mean Canton's got to be more sinful than Akron, right?
1: I don't know. I, I, I Oh, the
0: Akron's bigger, right? So there's probably going to be more of that.
1: I would assume it's per capita, but I don't know.
0: Be interesting to see that. I um, I, I just I don't feel like I like canful like Cam doesn't feel sinful to me at all. Like, this this feels like America to me, like like a middle America town. This doesn't feel like a sinful place. I wonder
1: if, if churches per 100,000 matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's something that they took into,
0: the, into consideration. Oh, there's like a, a lot true, of those here. Like,
1: a true-to-the-heart, like, sinful thing there. You know what I mean?
0: Like, oh, you're walking away from the religious aspect. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of churches in Canton. Maybe that's what kept them out of the top ten. Maybe that's exactly what did it. We have more Sansbury Show for you. And apparently, Dan Flowers, the CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, will be joining us at some point during the 8 a.m. hour. There's more Stansberry Show headed your way next on Rock 106.9. Hope you
2: boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.
0: Back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com, but more importantly than that, joined in studio now by our good buddy, front of the program, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, Dan Flowers. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. It's so good to see you, man. Yeah. So on Friday we're doing Long Haul Against Hunger. Yeah, we've done it. I think this is, will be my fourth year doing this with you.
4: Uh, and you know what? It's really picked up since you guys joined on board too. Well, you thank what, you for I appreciate that. Appreciate your uh, the way you've um, really plugged the event and the food bank. That's I've for sure.
0: uh, I, you know I, I've talked about this a few times, and uh, I, you know I talk about this situation a lot on the show. Um, was close with my dad. Uh, he was a minister, believed very strongly that people should eat. <laughs> no matter what your political beliefs are that, yeah. you know, all humans should have something to eat. He was, yeah. uh, he was very big in the homeless, um, you know, efforts in Cleveland where, really? I was growing up there, he was big into the food thing. And so when, uh, you know, when I started working here and they told me about this, I was like, well, yeah, it just felt like a way, a small way, small piece. And I don't do enough of this, but a small piece to continue like his legacy in that. And so that's one of the reasons why I've absolutely loved wrapping my arms around it. It's grown every year since we've been you here. Bet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and I expect this year to be no different. Um, We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip here in North Canton from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. This will be this coming Friday. Yeah, this Friday. And you'll take checks made out to Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Yes, sir. Yep. Non-perishable food items.
4: Yep. And we'll even take some cash. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, every dollar donated provides four meals uh, at the food bank. And, you know, we do that because the food that's available to us is donated food. And so um, you know, a dollar uh, that's donated' is able to go a long way at the food bank, and obviously there's a lot of people who need it uh, you know a lot of folks with disabilities, people you know uh, that are working in jobs that don't cover everything they need uh, and you know we've made a lot of gains this year. in fact, this is a really actually a great thing that's going to happen today is that for the first time in the food bank's history, we're going to um, go over 30 million pounds of food distribution in a single wow, year. Wow that's going to happen today now, when I first started food banking 20 years ago, um, you know there was maybe f- a handful of 30 million pound a year food banks in the country detroit maybe you know some of the bigger ones Big cities. Keenix, yeah the, and you know i started this job 15 years ago we distributed 9.2 million pounds of food that first year 15 years ago and i'd always thought that um you know 30 million pounds would be a really really great milestone for us and um so you know with the support of the community we're going to achieve that today and here's the good news is that hunger is a solvable problem now unlike a, we lot have of the, the calories yeah, we yeah, have yeah, the food Yeah, the food's out there you know um and so you know i'm really happy with the progress we've made there's still a lot of folks out there that are struggling that we haven't been able to reach sure. um, but uh, with the community support we've made big gains and that's what makes the long haul against hunger so important in our I, uh,
0: I love this event you told me the first year and i didn't believe you when you said it to me i'll be honest with really? you really and it's happened every year since okay you said to me the first year you watch you'll do this this year and next year, somebody will drive through, make a donation, and say to you that last year they received help from the food oh, bank, yeah, yeah. and this year they're giving it back. And yeah. I thought to myself, there's no way. And sure enough, every single year that's happened, yeah. where somebody's come up to me and said, thank you so much for doing this. Last year, my family got helped. I'm back on my feet, found another job now this year, and I'm able to do this, so now I want to give it back. And you're right. It, that's happened every single year. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, there's a term for that I've learned um, called the compassion of the afflicted. Okay. Um, and so, like, uh, if you've been in poverty, you're uh, compassionate towards people that have been there. If you've had, like, mental health problems. There's
0: a real world application to this, too, where it's like. A waitress will always tip more money.
4: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's been in the struggle. That's she knows. it. Yeah, 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 that's it. So you know, a lot of times the food pantry. We have like five hundred food pantries that are members of the food bank, soup kitchens, homeless shelters, food pantries. Pretty much every charity in the region that's working with people in poverty is getting their food from the food bank. Um, and you you'd be amazed at you know how many of those are operated by you know former clients. Now you know my wife ran the food pantry at our church for years, and you know people would come in, they would you know get to know they'd get to know one another. Before you knew it, they were offering to help out you know and and they would become volunteers it just works that way
0: this is a a great week to do this as we're talking to the ceo of the akron canton regional food bank dan flowers joining us in studio i think this is a great week to do this because there are so many families in the area who just watched themselves throw away food after Thanksgiving. Oh, right. And right. so now it's top of mind about how easy this could really be if we actually put the effort in. Like I'm almost surprised that in twenty seventeen that feeding people in this country is still an issue.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, um it, it and it really is just a matter of moving the resources from one place to the next because there is still billions of pounds of food available that don't make it out of the field. I have and... a, I have a question for yeah, you on
0: that. Yeah. Is that I think there's something that stands in the way of other programs helping, which is There's, and I've been reading a lot about this this last year, where like the end of date on food is simply there not because something actually goes bad at that right. date. It's because of how it may look and our expectations of food and what we see as pretty will taste better. And I think what happens is, is that if we suggested that that food is still good, but to be giving to people, we'd be arguing, well, if you wouldn't buy it, then we shouldn't give it to anybody else instead of giving it to other people. sure, And sure. that kind of stuff makes me absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. That we'll argue about what it, the way it should be, Versus whether or not it will be, I hate shoulds yeah. it's when will it be? Yeah, and I think that the, those dates on things stop good programming programs from happening, because yeah. people are going to argue the semantics of it, and it makes me insanely mad so <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's one of those very simple life problems that it's like this is so easy. And yet, we're making it harder than it has to be.
4: Yeah, well, there's a lot of things like that. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a big chart on the board in the back of the food bank that shows, like, uh, how long after that date. I call it a freshness date, you yeah. know, um, uh, on there uh, that, that will allow it to go through. We had like 10,000 volunteers come through and help us out at the food bank last year. Like, on a food drive like we're going to have on Friday at Long Haul, you know, we have volunteers come in and inspect all of that food, you know. We've sure. got, in fact, today's Tuesday, we have a great group of volunteers on Tuesdays. It's like a family, you know. They sort that food out and, and and make it available for our agencies, um, but we have a big board on the wall that shows like how pat, far past that date we'll let the products go through. Some things have an automatic dispo, like if anybody donates, like, and that's the thing, like you can't donate baby food on a food drive because you can't redistribute baby food once it's been to somebody's house, you know. Okay, so there's, all right. There's I required, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I've ne- I've, in fact, I've never mentioned that, but I mean, we never, we rarely get it, you know. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of food safety standards that we, you know, work through, and that's one of the things volunteers do for us. And you can volunteer for the food bank. Too, too, if you want, uh, just visit our website, AkronCantonFoodBank.org. You can bring your family down. If you have a church group or a civic group, you can come uh, and book some time. We always need your help, and we certainly value that. Now, if you want to get involved with Long Haul Against Hunger, you can find out about that at AkronCantonFoodBank.org, uh, about what our locations are. And, well, you know, I, you know I saw you writing, so I thought I better just go for a minute. Well, I just want to
0: be, a, you know, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to leave us at some point and go do some of the other studios. I yeah. want to make sure I had it down so I can hit it some more times throughout the day. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, for Dan, sure.
1: Dan, you talk. About- about you know the 30 million pounds of food which is such an impressive number and 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 the and the many different organizations that you help but you know people really are at the core of this and and food insecurity is one of those things we all kind of take for granted and it's a lot closer for a lot of people that are a lot a lot a lot more close than a lot of people realize in their own personal lives um speak about the people who receive this food speak about the people who are in this situation right now i think there's a lot of what i want to say preconceived notations of somebody who is food insecure which might not exist be true.
4: Well, you know, um, well, that's first off. That's a great point. The um, we service an eight county service area, and in that eight counties, uh, there's roughly about two hundred thousand people that live with food insecurity. That means that that sometime during the course of the year, they're not sure where their next meal is going to come from. Now, the profile of those people, now, about half of them are over sixty five or under seventeen. You know, children are always disproportionately affected by poverty issues sure. because you know they usually children usually outnumber parents in the home. You know, and so if you've got a family in poverty, most also. Not
0: making the decision on where the food comes from.
4: Yeah, you know, and that's an interesting thing, too. You know, a lot of the policies that we argue about uh, that are related to programs that serve people in poverty um, are focused on the parents, but usually, it's, oftentimes, the kids are on the receiving end of those policies, and that's something for people to keep in mind. You know, it's a great point. Yeah. So but anyway, you know, uh th- th- we have a lot of people with disabilities that come through um, people that have like there's chronic poverty, you know, folks that have disabilities that live on fixed incomes. These are people that come regularly. Um, and then we have a lot of people that come in and out like situationally uh, in poverty, uh, folks that, um, you know, maybe lost a job. Uh, in fact, the average uh, client that came to a food pantry that gets food from us last year came about six times during the year. So, you know, it isn't like people just come and they never stop. You know, most people don't want to like, you know, tonight you can go to the grocery store and pick out your own food. A lot of people, you know, don't get to choose when they go to pantry. So, you know, uh, I think most people are trying to get out and become self-sufficient. It's one of those things people take for granted.
0: But we talk about this all the time. And I remember telling you the story the first year. Food insecurity is one of those things where I think a lot of people look out in their neighborhood and they see a car in the driveway and just assume there's food in the fridge. It's not always true, though. Like I remember, I remember I told you this story when I first moved back to Ohio before I took this job, I was living with some friends and they were great. And, but I was still living off of somebody else and I felt it every day. And so there were moments at their house where I would want to go downstairs, you know, downstairs and eat something. And I knew they wouldn't have cared. I mean, these are some of my best friends in the world. But I still felt like I shouldn't do it. Yeah, that's so, so technically, that year I would have fit the description of it a little bit, and I think people forget about outlier situations like that. Oh wow! I think people l- make this issue, and I think this is one of the reasons why we have a hard time fixing it. As I think people make the food insecurity issue solely a homeless issue. Yeah, and that's ridiculously inaccurate. I mean, and I think that that's why we're having a little bit of a hard time, you know, like we're both saying that this deep into this country, we're still having a hard time with it. But I think people make it that issue that those two things always have to be the same thing. And they're not. And I think if, if you put a more human face on it, which you guys do a great job of that, I think people would be a little bit more apt to give. And I've always been blown away so far. I I think this is my fourth one of these. I'm doing this uh, with you guys, but I think I've been blown away by the generosity of people
4: yeah for sure for sure it's amazing well you know what that's one of the things that you get to experience in this job you know but f- before i comment more on that i want to say i i think that was a great story you just shared about your experience how you were kind of just like didn't want, feeling I, like you i felt
0: you, shameful like, like eating could, out of their pantry but you didn't want to didn't want to didn't want to put them out any more than i was yeah,
4: yeah. and you know here i, I i've it's what i've loved about you you guys and your shows like you know very you're both very smart but you have hearts um, very articulate, and um, you, nice. you, you've made yeah. Really, I'm gonna have you call, you call my mom. Spell it, well, but.
0: no, I mean I'm I, gonna have you call my
4: mom next. I, yeah, well, you know I probably- see. I've heard things that you guys have, you know, shared over the years as I listen to your show, and I just think that you guys do a terrific job, you know, both bringing the rock and roll, but bringing the heart too.
0: Well, you know, we try. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, I remember Tommy Lee once said, if you're all one thing all the time, you're at least lying half the time. And, uh, and, and I think that that's true. I think, you know, people, you know, there are stereotypes of all people, and I think rock fans and rock DJs and rock morning shows kind of get lumped into that. They're Satanists, and, you know what I mean? They're, they're awful and, you know, drug addicts and all that. And I mean, yeah, I mean that's 20% of it but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, there is some in there. there. there's you know, there's another <laughs> side to people and I and so I appreciate you noticing that honestly. And uh, we both love doing this and we both fe- feel like don't get us. We both feel the same way. I feel like I can speak for Fantone here that we're both, you know, talented. There's no doubt about that. But there's a lot of luck that goes into life. Oh yeah. Where you're born, who you're born to, situations. I got lucky that this job was open at the right time when I needed it. So did he. And so like, there's a little bit of don't ever forget that.
2: Oh yeah. Because right. my dad
0: taught me that. It's like the moment you forget it, that luck goes into this. The world. God, whoever will knock you off of it to remind you. You got that right.
4: It's you, just the way it is. You know, so my, I see so many, um, you know, uh, people that come out and support the food bank. Then I know we got a great staff of people that are working hard every day. All these kind of volunteers. But at the end of the day, if someone in their own heart isn't motivated to help, if someone in their own heart and they quiet of their, you know, moment, that doesn't write a check or, or come down, there won't be a food bank. I mean, right. we, we we only exist because the community chooses to support us. Now, yeah, exactly. um, and what I'm trying to do, what we as the staff are trying to do and the board is to create opportunities for the community to be involved. If, they, if the food bank has um, you know, made any difference at all, it's only because it's the fruit on the tree. Like The people in the in the community help, and so they've made this strong food bank, uh, and um, you know, we we, we we hope they'll come out and support us. So this Friday yes, sir. is
0: Long Haul Against Hunger, December yep.
4: the 1st. Fantone
0: and I will be broadcasting live at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip here from yeah. 6 o'clock that morning to 7 o'clock that evening. Do you have the other locations on hand?
4: Yeah. It, it, we're also going to be in Akron at the Giant Eagle on West Market Street in Fairlawn by the Marks and Lucky Shoes Plaza uh, over there. And so um, we've got some really cool things, too, like First Energy Foundation, the J.M. Smucker company, um, Company, Summa Health, have all teamed up to provide matching donations. Oh, I love it. So if you come and make a dollar donation, it would normally provide four meals, but it'll get double the dollar to provide eight meals. And that's real stuff. I mean, this year, we're going to distribute about $37 million worth of food. That food has a value. And the 200,000 people who get that food, get it for free. That's amazing, and, you know, and so so you got people that are struggling to provide enough meals for their family's nutritional needs, but these are also people that are getting shut off notices, oftentimes. Right. People that you know are, are having to buy kids, co- you know, clothes and stuff like that. So you don't just help with hunger, yeah, and food insecurity. You help people like economically survive in the world, you know, when you do this. And we can make it efficient. Every dollar provides eight meals, and we appreciate it. That's yeah. for sure.
0: All day, you'll find us Friday. December the 1st, up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock that morning to 7 o'clock that evening to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank and ultimately to benefit residents of Stark County. You got so, that right. CEO Dan Flowers, thank you so much for joining us, thank buddy. You, I know you, you guys got are right. great. Thank you so much. I will see you on Friday. More yeah. Sansbury Show next. Hang on.
2: The Sansbury Show. All right. I like it. I
0: like it. I lot Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Nearing. New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. Brought to you by the Hard Rock know there. You're getting new Fergie, new Jared Neiman, new Metallica. And then we're going to throw a fourth in this week for a band that's blowing up outside of Cleveland, Ohio. They're called Welshly Arms. We'll play you their song, Legendary. EJ writing in telling me, dude, that spaghetti burrito you made for Thanksgiving sounded so good. That video, by the way, is still up at WRQK.com. He's like, so what I did was I went home yesterday. I got a tortilla. I put turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing inside of it. Thanksgiving burrito it was really good you should try that yeah, you're right. Folding that all up, baking that off. I bet that would sound good. Um, I bet, yeah. I bet, that, would, bet that would taste good.
1: That that does sound delicious. Um, And I don't want to get into hot take here, though. I feel like burritos are the most overrated of all the Mexican foods. I'll take nachos. I'll take tacos. I'll take pretty much quesadillas. Like, pretty much anything
0: else. Burritos, I'm always just like, yeah. I mean, what's the difference? I, I, mean, I guess at that
1: point, it's meat and it's cheese. I mean, yeah. Jim
0: Gaffigan said it perfectly. It's a tortilla, meat, and cheese. It, I, the delivery method has changed, but the food itself is the same. You know there's that difference. You well know there's is. there's there is a hipster love of burritos, which makes it kind of annoying.
1: And the thing is, is I will take a burrito from like Hotheads or Chipotle over a burrito from Taco Bell or or like El Camps. Something about like an El Camps burrito. Eh, no thank you. Oh,
0: I disagree. I think El Camps has got that fire burrito, I think it is, that is delicious. I love that thing. I constantly get that. But they are Burritos are this year's bacon Where it's like everybody's like Oh my god burrito everything There's there's a little bit of like where they're jumping the shark with it So I understand that Quesadillas are damn good I made those over the weekend Delicious dude I love quesadillas I like making quesadillas It's interesting Again with the food Join us this Friday Giant Eagle on the Strip 6A till 7P Benefiting the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank ultimately Then benefiting you
1: Worth noting the four out of four are rated when it comes to Charity Navigator, Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, the highest rating you can
0: possibly get. Yeah. While we had Dan Flowers on the air, I decided, I asked him off the air, I'll be honest with you. I asked him about this write up that Bob, was it Dyer, did in the Akron Beacon Journal. I asked him off the air about it. I really want to, I only had a few minutes with him and I didn't want to waste time having letting him defend himself because I feel like it's, I felt like we talked about that article after I read it and I felt like it was a hatchet job. It felt very personal to me um where he was like kind of trying to knock the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank off their uh, off their pedestal and here's the problem is the guy didn't do Bob Dyer didn't didn't do it in July so it's not like this is like a legitimate thing he's doing it as they're gearing up for their busy season because he needs to sell newspapers otherwise they're going to fire his ass and that's why it burns me up even more is that this was motivated it was personal and you felt like you were trying to save your own ass by moving your circulation and it may, and honestly I reached out to Bob Dyer's people I don't know if they ever told him but I reached out and asked Asked him to come on the program. Never heard back. Now I don't know. Maybe Bob never heard that himself. All right, but I did reach out and I was trying to was going to give him a little bit of a you know of a space here, but it felt personal to me, and so I'm happy we're going to help Dan Flowers and the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank coming up on Friday. We'll be at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from six eight seven p. There. So this is an interesting story coming out of Poland. All right, and I don't Poland, know Poland, Ohio, Poland, no, to no, the country, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Right. Poland, uh, Poland, there, all you right. know, right. and so uh, out of Warsaw now. And I don't know if you'll ever see this in America, but listen to this. Poland's lawmakers on Friday approved a law that will phase out Sunday shopping by the year 2020. Now, a lot of people who are against this worry about the thousands of jobs it's going to cause. Yeah. But proposed by the trade unions that want shop and trade workers to spend more time with their families. This, again, this is the unions proposing this. The bill got support from the ruling party that adheres to Catholic values. Critics say that it would negatively affect Poland's economy, eliminating tens of thousands of jobs, and and hurt the supermarket chains ultimately. But the lower house, dominated uh, by the ruling party, voted 254 to 156 to limit Sunday shopping to the first and last Sunday of the month from March 1st until the end of next year, 2018. And only on the last Sunday in the month in 2019, and then to ban it completely. In 2020, essentially, this is the don't make people go to work on Thanksgiving argument for every Sunday for year
1: round. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. You as a business owner should have the prerogative to be open when you see fit. And I understand, hey, we want our workers to have more time off. And I support a 40 hour work week 100 percent. And that gives you time off within the week. I can't I can't sign off on that at all. That's a terrible idea.
0: This is Um. Th- this is going to great. This will gain steam over there. This will start to take place. And I've been telling you guys about this for a while now. As everybody's talking about how they need to make more money and the $15 hour minimum wage and this and that. What did I say? I said, you, what you will start to see is there will be a shift in business where they will give you more time away from the office versus raising your salaries and that this would be the move. And what you're going to see here, and I don't know if you'll get this here. I don't know if America will do this because ultimately, America won't care about the loss of jobs, let's be honest. You don't care about your neighbor having a job at all, even though you should, because it's what stops them from breaking into your goddamn house. But ultimately, dude, America won't care about the loss of jobs. What America will care about is the fact that our fat, lazy asses won't be able to buy the thing we want and have it in our hands on Sunday. And it is a day where most people aren't working, and the only people who are are in retail, and so you have the time to go shopping. I don't know if this would—I mean, think about car dealerships. You're not going to let them be open? On Sunday? I mean, dude, I, I, I don't know what the, what the numbers are. I guess I could ask Craig Wakem, but like, I bet I'm willing to bet Sunday, although I don't even know. Is he open? On, I, I don't know. I, um, but I would imagine the weekend is when a lot of people are doing this stuff. But I, I don't know, man. Like, you'd have to change your life. There's no doubt about that. You'd have to like prepare for Sunday and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to be able to buy anything on Sunday. So let's make sure we get it Friday, Saturday, or whatever. But is everybody spending more time at home really a bad idea?
1: No, it's not a bad idea, but it's at it, the sacrifice of what in like in the sacrifice of not allowing businesses to run as they see fit. It's not that's not it's 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 being outweighed by the negatives there.
0: I'm uh well I don't I, I, why I, I'm not sure that's true. What are the what are the, run run for me down? What are the negatives
1: of people not? If P- of businesses being closed on Sunday, I mean it's it's a seventh of it's a seventh of the economy right there. Like I mean that's a seventh of the opportunities that you have to be able to making money as a business. And if you want to be able to support your family and pay for your family to do things, then you're going to need a job. And people work on Sundays and they get paid on Sunday.
0: I'm hearing in the Carolinas they have counties that are closed all on Sundays. Like they just don't open on Sunday. I don't know. Like I, I'm one of these people. Like I'm not a churchgoer. But a lot of church people are like, There's, that's the only thing that should be open on Sunday. And I, I like convenience as much as anybody else. I'll be honest with you. I hate holidays because I feel like I'm not convenience because like, I, I don't have family who lives here in, in, in Ohio. Then I'm not going to spend, be spending it with them. To, to me, it's just Thursday. and for And then now my entire routine is upended because it's Thanksgiving for everybody else. So, like, I, I don't know. Man. I mean, it, it, would it bother me ultimately? Probably in the end. But does it lead? It's interesting, though, is because these are the people in Poland. These would be the Americans telling people that they deserve $15 an hour. That's who's doing this is the people over there. So you got to wonder if the liberals of America aren't going to go. Well, maybe that would be better. And I've, tried, I've been trying to tell you since the beginning of this show, you will get more time away from the office before your company will ever give you more money. I'm just telling you, that's the way that's going to go. The CEO's got the time. What they want is their money. More Sands Ray Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about Poland ending Sunday shopping altogether. Andrea writing and says, uh, "My husband works at Wakeham. They're closed on Sunday. Sorry, I didn't. I, I should know that. I, I, you know, as their uh, as their celebrity endorser, I guess I should know the hours there." Andrea, I, I apologize about that. Devin writes in and says, "Steelworkers and police also work on Sundays. It's not just retail, folks." She says, "With that said, though, I'm good with every other Sunday or something. That being closed, keep asses in front of TVs for the NFL ratings."
1: Oh, well, the NFL would have to go to work. <laughs> if you sell nachos, yeah, this is
0: this is retail, and people are worried about the jobs. And I'm normally a worry about the jobs guy myself, although I just read an article this morning about how Walmart wants to keep up with Amazon. Listen to this. So what Walmart's going to do is they're going to hand you a scanner. You're going to walk through Walmart with your basket and a scanner. You're going to ring up the items, put them in your basket, and then swipe your card through the scanner or insert it with the chip and skip the person at the checkout counter, skipping checkout lines altogether. Not even the personal ones, gone. You're just going to do it on the go. You'll grab a scanner like you grab a cart walking into the store. I told you guys, man, I taught for years, I've been screaming it. You keep pushing this $15 an hour narrative, and what are these CEOs gonna do? They're gonna cut you off at the pass. They're gonna cut you off at the goddamn pass. And they're gonna work around it. You guys, I told you I told you You're not going to publicly shame CEOs Into doing what's right I told you It's why they're CEOs It's because they're smarter than us It's because they're willing to work harder than us And they're more calculated than you and I And that's why they set up night And think hours and hours and hours About how to do this to us When in reality You just want Friday to get here So you can go put your feet up And I'm as guilty as you But that's what what the CEO of my company is going to do. It's what the CEO of your company is going to do. It's what they're going to do. not going to give you the money. Don't be crazy. But the country, Poland, thinking about ending shopping on Sundays. I mean, my dad worked on Sunday. He was a minister. So for people who want to make it about church, I mean, my dad was working. My dad worked every Sunday. I never got to spend Sunday with my dad ever. You don't think I wanted to go play golf with my dad on Sunday? Of course. But instead, he was teaching you how to be a better person a little sarcasm there because i think that's sometimes what ministers try to do he would say he was trying to make himself a better person by working through christ this is when me and my brother would both roll our eyes at him at the dinner table. I don't know. I don't think America will wrap its arms around it just because we like the convenience of being able to go buy things. I mean, why do you think we're open on Thanksgiving now? It's because we want to buy things.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you, like Chick-fil-A, want to say, hey, no Sundays, good for you. Go ahead and do that. I, I think there's, you know... Your problem's l- the state deciding it. Yeah, I mean, dude, pat okay. yourself on the back. Like, you, you you have 100% right to be closed Sundays, Mondays, whenever the hell you want, dude. That's, that, that's, that's, that's your prerogative that, as a business owner.
0: That's a good argument, that the state shouldn't decide how, because honestly, if the government was, although the government decides how you run your business, like I, 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 I talk about this all the time. I was a small business owner in Oregon. I owned a bar, right? And if under their liquor laws, if I wanted to close my bar down and go on a two week vacation and shut the bar down for two weeks, I needed permission from the state of Oregon to do that. I wasn't allowed to just lock the door and walk away from, from two weeks. I needed permission. From, now, why do I need permission from the state to do that?
1: Uh, ridiculous it is i mean you know there's there's plenty of regulations that exist for a reason and there's plenty of overreach when it comes to stuff like that as well um but the answer to that definitely isn't just being like "Eh, screw it we'll just let them decide everything yeah i
0: mean I, i as much as i think it would be nice if more people spent the time at home the more i think about it honestly dude i want government out of the way of small business i want it just the best thing the government can do for a business is secure a loan and then get the F out of the way and let the business owner do what they need to do to turn a dime. That's the best thing the government can do. Give the loan and then look the other way. It's the best thing you can do. Otherwise, dude, you just get in the way and make it too hard for a local business, small business, to make money, and they end up shutting their doors down. Not because they didn't have a good business model, not because they didn't have a great product, but because you're standing in the way of them making a profit because you constantly think you know better.
1: By giving that loan, is there some sort of like, I mean, should I just be out of the loan and in, in whole? Like, you, you know what I
0: mean? All I need you to do is do I have the credit to earn the loan? Outside of that, don't, dude, if you don't like the business, don't give them the loan. That's that's how you do that. But once you've given the loan, stay out of the way, because like I always tell you, the government can't get the goddamn mail to my house on time. I don't know how, why they think that they're, they're going to be able to fix everything else they want to get their hands in. They can't get the mail to your house on time. That's why FedEx and UPS are thriving. It's because government run things are very a lot not run right.
1: U.S. Postal Service, the most used of all the services.
0: Okay, that's great. It's, it's been instilled in you, but why are there two other thriving businesses in that field? It's because it's not good enough. It's because private business often will do better for you, be more convenient for you than what the government will give you. The government's always going to try to, they know better how to raise your kids, they know how to better how to run your business, and most of the time they just get in the way and screw everything up and then molest people and grab asses and do all this other stuff they're doing. You want them involved in everything else? Jesus. Which, by the way, Al Franken, if that ends up being true, needs to step down. He's saying he's going to be back at work. He needs to step down. If that ends up being true, I don't like allegations removing people from jobs. But if it's true and they find out, he they need to yank his ass out of there and then you don't vote vote Roy Moore in. That's how it works. Right, uh, there was almost a point last night where I was like, "Well, you each kind of got a perv. I guess you know the Republicans got a perv, Democrats got a perv. Maybe it evens out. But ultimately, both those dudes should be not even considered for those positions. I want to be fair to it because people were all on me about attacking Trump over the Poca- you know the Pocahontas quote. So I'll give you that. I'll meet you halfway. Al Franken yank him out of there. I'm totally fine with it. The people who were d- standing up for him, the SNL women, and everybody else, all the Democrats coming to, to like his defense today and yesterday is gross. It's Effing gross. If, it was ha- if that was happening on the other side, which it is, you are up in arms about it. Well, then it has to be that way on your side, too. It just has to be that way. New Tour Tuesday starts next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station.
0: Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of it. About to start New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. There. But before we do, I have to, I have to address one more thing. We posted this video up at WRQK.com, and we played you the audio earlier this morning of Donald Trump talking to some World War II veterans of Navajo descent and called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas in the middle of it. And people are now arguing on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dan's Ratio, about whether or not this is a racial slur. I think part of the problem here is is that Americans have resolved themselves to the fact that there's one slur. It's the N-word, which is, of course, ridiculous. Um, There are more slurs. I think anytime you use a word and you're trying to mock somebody with it, it kind of moves it into slur territory. I'll give you a perfect example, and I'll use Navajo, because I asked this guy, okay, well, what are the Navajo, then, racial slurs that I'm not supposed to use? And here's why I'm asking. This very month, I'm going to Vegas to see my family. My brother has a daughter. My niece, Grace. She's adopted. And both of her parents were Navajo Indian. If my brother... Calls her, which he, he will from time to time to me, my little Pocahontas. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if I'm walking through a store with my niece in Vegas over Christmas, and some and she's doing something in a store somebody doesn't like, and somebody says to her, hey, you, you little Pocahontas, stop that. I may have an issue with that. We're, I'm going to have words with that guy. Because he's trying to put her down. Yeah. Well, I mean- my brother's not trying to put her down.
1: It's a, it, at the very least, it's used in a derogatory manner. He wasn't There's trying no to be nice about, about that. We can all say well, that,
0: right? He wasn't trying to be nice about that. I think once you're not trying to be nice, it kind of moves the word into slur territory. I remember the medicine man. So, like, that's all I'm saying. So, if you see me walking with my niece and you call her Pocahontas, we're having words. That's all I'm going to say. We're, you and I are going to have words over that, so don't do it. Let's start New Ter Tuesday now. With a little Fergie. She's back on the scene now. This song's called A Little Work. My guess is it will need a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, Fergie, not great, but somehow or another, she's just made a career out of it.
3: About time I talk to somebody, shrink my head. A lot of promises broken, things that were said, and I can't get out of this bed. Got bruises on my heart, plenty scars on my mind. Got blisters under the bandit over my life. Gonna rip it open and show the world what's there. Lord knows I'm not perfect when everything around me starts to fall. do you know
0: why they stopped being the black eyed peas
1: um i don't know exactly what happened there i, I mean think, they were
0: on top of the world
1: and she was too and i think they i think they just hit such a point where it was like all right well we're all both we're all gonna go out and do our own thing
0: has it worked out well for everybody for
1: fergie it did she had a ton of hits and this was 10 years ago at this point that I mean, first
0: record was a just smash
1: slew, just, just just a slew of them um, i love for, that right for right. will i am it did uh but the dude who who has the mohawk in the like dude, the asian dude yeah in the He's asian, right yeah I, I was gonna say I don't, I don't i don't know how it's worked out for them i don't think very well
3: yeah oh. rise up the round just a little bit she's got a
0: voice she always did
2: bit i forget
0: who the comic was it was always talking about how they never show her face in the videos because the moment you do record sales like dip because there is something weird about her where she's
1: Attractive, but strangely. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a prime example of like a butterface. I mean, I
0: once worked with a girl at one of the radio stations, and we called her Fergie in the hallway once, and she got so angry and turned around and screamed at me. She was like, that's not nice. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like a huge celebrity. She's like, everybody knows Fergie's ugly, though. Why the hell are you calling me Fergie? Were you using it in a derogatory manner? I was manner?
1: not. You were saying it's, that she was hot? You were saying that, like, oh, this chick's hot? That's why That's why. No, you I don't know Fergie. if I was going that far.
2: <laughs> yeah. well,
3: I'm just a bit hurt.
0: Yeah. I think she just got a divorce. Um, from Josh Dumel? I, th- I, th- I, I thought they worked so. that out.
1: Oh, I, th- I was going to say, I thought they had, they had problems, and maybe this is what this song was all about, but... Oh,
0: maybe. I don't know. I... I'm i not keeping up on Josh Dumel's no, life. No, neither am I. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Two days ago, she gets real and raw about it.
1: I like Fergie because she's so open up about like her past drug use and being like a drug ho and like, like that whole story. I oh, like
0: yeah. That. And pulling into the Taco Bell parking lot hammered at 2 a.m. Yeah, Good she does stuff. do that. Though.
3: A little, gotta wait for a month to pick up that chick.
0: I gotta be honest, and this is gonna sound weird, but he was a little too hot for her. You're saying Josh Dumel? Josh Dumel is a good looking dude. He is. That's a good looking guy.
1: He's a handsome man. There's no question. 44 about
0: it. still looks good.
1: Well, yeah, and he's one of those dudes that have aged well and he has. Kind of done his thing and He has. Grown- I went the
0: other way with it. I tried the other system. It didn't go as well.
1: <laughs> you got gremlin faced Fergie out there, but. Yeah. got first a month
3: to pick up that chick. He bounced, left, it was over, never came back. A lot of questions about
4: daddy after he left. Now just mama and them kids. She said, I'll hold it down, don't you worry, we'll find a way No matter how I make sure the bells get paid She gave it all and thank God the mouse got fit She prayed the cycle would end When everything around me starts to fall We rise
3: up again to
0: is is that she's made smashes like legitimate smashes to where like you think they're cool and your mom thinks it's cool like legitimate smash hits and to where when she doesn't do it it's so noticeable this is new fergie
1: yeah, I mean, she's known for bangers, but she's had some ballads that have done pretty well.
0: No, I'm just saying this is not a great ballad, even. I'm saying, like, her songs are normally breakout massive hits, and this isn't living up. If it's this feels more album track than single to me. Although, some charity's going to pick it up for their commercial, right?
4: We're oh, all broken.
0: Of course, You're of no better than you think you are. Of course. You're no better than these people that you look down your nose at. Give to United Way. We all need help. 100%. We all need work. Yeah, it'll find its home there. There's new Fergie there. A little work. Phantom, give me the vote. <laughs> it's half a
1: Um, I'll agree with you that it's not up to snuff of her normal, you know, her normal uh, songs. But the thing I will say about that is it's the right time as we're going into winter. Oh, yeah. And it's it's the right song in the sense of it's the right message. It's It's got that, like, what do I want to say? Fat chicks are going to be listening to it. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm broken, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that song finds its way for sure.
0: Yeah, as you're picking out the jelly donut, uh-huh. you hear it in the back of your head. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I do need a little work, but right now what I need is carbs. Yeah, it is the right time. The 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 label, very smart in when they're placing it. I will agree with you. That song's half a turd. On <laughs> it's half a turd. We have a new country song for you. It's from Jared Neiman. The song's called I Got This. You'll get it next on Rock 106. I'm in with Russia. Okay. Well, right. I mean, the Russians, dude, they did everything. All right. <laughs> they're involved in everything.
3: I got this cold white Russian in my Russian. hand. I got this turquoise sky and zero plans. I got this car
1: full of smoke and gasoline. Didn't have to be white Russian. right. Could have been beer? a beer Budweiser Bud Light. Could have been any word and, and there. Coors didn't want to cash in on that one. White Russian?
0: Well, Sheesh. maybe that's why he did it. Maybe okay. somebody's going to come back and they'll, they'll they'll redo that. Okay. This
3: car full of smoke and Gasoline, letting my mind unwind in my own jet stream. I love someone like you to come along for the ride. If you got nothing to do for the rest of the night, girl, I got this. Don't gotta think too hard. It's a can't miss. I know right where to start. Yeah, the only thing I'm needing is a girl to play the lead in this
0: cool movie. Those words I'm are slung together pretty well. Right now.
3: Got this red sombrero and some black and
0: miles. I got this of Wait a minute. Wait, wait. some black and miles.
1: What is going on in the country scene nowadays, bro? Well, what
0: dude, is, what let's I, honestly, I wasn't even going to go here, but even I got this. I mean, dude, that's hip hop lingo. Now, it doesn't sound like that way anymore because everybody uses it, right? but that's dude, this is what I, this is why racism is crazy. We can all admit that black people are the coolest people there are, right? I mean, they're trendsetters. Clothing, language, everything. Dude, th- dude, black people are the coolest. Like, that's why, dude, that's honestly, that's why I think a lot of white dudes hate them. Is because, A, you're worried about their penis being that much bigger than yours. And, B, they're cooler than you. And so, like, those two things together are like, I hate that dude. But it's like, dude, black people are cool as hell.
1: Jared Neiman just freaking that black a mile.
0: Just, dude, just twisting it out the car unbelievable. window. Unbelievable! Oh, that Oldsmobile 442. <laughs> I got
3: this I got this red sombrero and some black and miles. I got this pile of vinyl records coming back in
1: style. You Ooh, I like that
3: happy in my hello make my- Speaking
1: of vinyl records coming back in style, dude, Walmart now has a vinyl section. Shut up, really? Walmart, yeah. I was I was looking at TVs or something the other day, and I was just like, oh, yeah, hey, CDs, who still buys those? Ha, ha, ha. And then I'm like, wait a second, here's new printed vinyl that Walmart has. Wow. Kinda yeah, crazy. I didn't know that. Kinda yeah, crazy. That
0: is crazy. Coming
1: back in style, you put the
3: happy in my hello, make my son a brighter yellow. Just say hello to that halo girl and let yourself
0: just let go,
3: because I got don't gotta think too hard.
0: The chorus is great. It's accessible. You know it the first time you hear it. down
3: with I got this
2: Yeah, I got this
0: This sounds like it was written by Thomas Rhett. I wonder if that's what happened here.
3: <laughs> I got this tailwind taking me into town. You
1: got this work week.
0: It's got, got a good
3: bounce. Drown.
1: much like a, a rap song movie dude movie yeah more bounce we're to the ounce right there i mean it's a
0: driving beat that's good just right. That's right, I got he's got a cool voice I too,
3: too it's a I know right
0: to that country baritone yeah he's good at it lee
3: cool
0: says right if now. bruno mars is singing this i'm in
1: Ah, it does sound like a Bruno Mars song, dude. 100% could be a Bruno Mars song.
0: Yeah. All I mean, the same lyrics, everything. That's how songwriting works. I mean, Florida Georgia Line had a smash hit with a song called Holy, and they actually they took it to Bieber first, and he didn't want it. I mean, that's how songwriting works. It's just the way it works. There's new Jared Neiman. I got this. Fans, don't give me the vote.
1: Not a turd. There was something redeeming about it. Like I said, I like the guy's voice. You're right. That had that drum or that like that pounding. Kind keeps of you like, into it. Right. Keeps you moving. It wasn't long. Um, And the chorus was very accessible. Um, People will be singing that uh, all winter long, man. That's not a turd. I bet you that's going to be a hit.
0: No, I'm, I'm drinking White Russians today. Kicking the dust up. <laughs> that's what's happening, buddy. That is not a turd. Not, not a turd. Me. We have two more for you. We have new Metallica. Sp- up the bone and then a band coming out of Cleveland, Ohio blowing up right now. They're called Welshly Arms and their song is Legendary. You get both next on Rock 106. Some tickets for the Canton Charge game. It's uh, December the 8th, right? Yep. Against the Delaware 87ers. Yep.
1: We'll
0: pass those out to end the program. We already played you the new Fergie. We both voted half a turn on that. Then we played you the new Jared Neiman. I got this. We both voted not a turn on that. That song was pretty good. And we have new Metallica for you now. This song is called "Spit Out the Bone." Now it should be—I should point this out to you—that when this record came out, they sent it to me a little early before it hit stores. I had it here, and I listened to it, and I said that this would have been a fantastic, like, um, why, why don't I know what that word. Is. Instrumental record. Like, it would have been a great instrumental record. James's lyrics is where I really had an issue with this latest Metallica record, and uh, you'll hear some of this here on uh, Spit Out the Bone.
1: I don't remember which song this is. Me either. No,
0: I listened to that album twice, and then honestly, I threw it out. I threw it out. It hits heavy, though.
1: They sound like a thrash band. From which they hail. I was going to say, which they kind of are the thrash band.
0: Well, yeah, when they were stealing all their early music for Kill 'Em All from other bands, yeah, they were a great thrash band then.
1: is it that is worse than, like, I don't know. I don't know. It just is. I mean, like, you look at, like, I don't know, one of the many Metallica songs, like Enter Sandman is absolutely ridiculous.
0: I think, honestly, what's happening here is that you accept things when you're younger that when you're older sound ridiculous to you. And, And I just think, honestly, I'm no longer impressed by how heavy something is. Like, being heavy is no longer enough. Or sometimes it's maybe too much, where it's like, I don't need it to be this heavy. Like So that's what everybody was like, dude, this is the heaviest Metallica record in like 20 years. I don't care if it's heavy. Is it good? Things can be heavy and awful. There's a thousand, well, not a thousand, but there's a couple of Slayer records that are heavy as hell but are terrible. It just, it feels like they're trying too hard. Like, they heard everybody bitching about what they bitch about with Metallica, so it's like, well, let's go all the way back, and then we'll give them this. And it's just not good. It it sure. Plug it to but maybe I'm wrong. My favorite Metallica song is called Escape. It's off of Ride the Lightning. It's like a B-side at best. It'll, it was nowhere near close to hit. And actually, James Hetfield has come out and said it's his least favorite Metallica song ever. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Me. hit the beer lines more like it oh dude they're playing new crap again i'm gonna go buy a shirt they're a band i'll always go see always would even pay but it's been past them now for a while
2: the Plus.
0: Oh, we'll let Kirk Hammett have solos, because everybody bitched when Kirk Hammett didn't have a solo. So now here's a solo just to have it. I'm literally just waiting for it to be over.
3: It's my good!
0: That's actually just straight-lifted from their old records, right there. Oh, another solo. Nice. Let's get Kirk Hammond back in here. Do another one, Kirk.
1: I mean, it would be a good Guitar Hero song.
0: last three albums, they have mic'd his drums so poorly. Everything sounds like a snare. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's something wrong with the way they're mic'ing Lars up. L- listen to me, I know more than Bob Rock does. There's the new, uh, there's the, I don't know who produced this last record. There's new Metallica Spit Out The Bone fans, don't give me the vote there. Eh, uh, it's half a third.
1: Um, you have some valid complaints against it, but as we always say, expectations kind of set your level of happiness. And I had really low expectations of New Metallica, and it crossed that bar for me. So eh, it's half a third.
0: Yeah, I um, I, they'll always be the like my greatest band of my like my lifetime. And like I always say, dude, I'm a huge Kiss fan, but new dude, new Kiss music in 2017 would be terrible. It would be awful. It's just past them. And I think Metallica is just, I mean, dude, guys, you got to realize, dude, this band like hit its stride in 1985. Like 85 is when they started to hit their stride. So like, how good do you expect it to be this deep in? That's part of it. That's why I won't trash it. People are like, well, you know, just go listen to your country music that's stolen from hip hop. Dude, everybody steals from hip hop, by the way. Everybody. You know what I mean? Anthrax was out there wearing public enemy t-shirts <laughs> for how long? I mean, guys, so so I mean, come on. But that new Metallica spit out the bone. That song is a massive turd. It's a turd. Wow, is that song bad? This band out of Cleveland, Ohio, kind of blowing up right now. They're called Welshly Arms, and the song is legendary.
3: Magazine. been looking
2: for the answers ever since we were 17
1: sounds
0: like a man and dragons or something it, yeah that's exactly what they're trying to do to
2: fight this world of ill intentions no answer to the same question how many times will you learn the same lesson
0: can't knock it that's what's popular now just <laughs> I like all that. Love that.
1: Yeah, this isn't a commercial or something. I know it is. Maybe like an Apple commercial, I'm thinking of. Like an iPhone commercial. That might be it. Which, if you're a band and you can do that, good for you,
0: bro. That's where the money is. Dude's got a cool voice. Yeah, he does.
2: All, all.
0: They're like a seven-piece. Like they're really? multiracial. Really? Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff going on in this band that 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 fits 2017 perfectly.
2: To be
1: a seven-piece, I mean, I, I guess it's like, well, you can only get so much sound out of something. But like, man, that
0: I, I would have thought this was like three, maybe four dudes. No, there's there. like seven, eight of them. There's a couple of women in the band. They're, no, they're multiracial. No, it's like the 2017 band. It is. The I like that line a lot. i
4: truth, they'd on the way up. Tell them the truth, but they think it's just made
2: up. And I forgot it all wrong. we just gotta hold on. And on and on and on. Cause we're gonna be legends. Gonna get their attention. It's so good, What we're doing here ain't just scary.
0: To be I don't need that part so much. The Barney Stinson legendary. It's about to be legend. Wait for it, Derry. I don't need that. I think Chris hit it on the head where he says it sounds like Twenty One Pilots and Imagine Dragons got together, had a kid. That's about right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's pretty good.
1: Like, this is very grandiose, very, you know,
0: pretentious is the right word by design. Like, that's what they're trying to do. We're a real band is what they're trying to do. We're an artist. But I, I don't know. It works for me.
2: <laughs>
0: Apparently, this was in a Miller Lite commercial. Okay. One of their other songs was in the Hateful Eight trailer, which okay. I'm sure you saw. You're your, b- a yeah, your yeah. big Tarantino guy. And another one of their songs was used in the Cleveland Indians commercial. That makes sense. They're a band uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio. Maybe yeah,
1: that's where I remember this from, it's through an Indians commercial.
0: That band's breaking. I mean, they're blowing wide open, hitting like the late night talk show circuit. They're out of Cleveland. They're called welshly Arms. Songs called Legendary. Phantom. Give me the vote there. Not
1: a turd. I mean, you're already you're already in a bunch of commercials. If, if there's a reason why you're blowing up at the moment, and that song is it, dude. That's a that's a good track right there. Yeah,
0: I um, I, I think they nailed it. That song's not a turd.
3: Not a turd. I mean, I
0: think they just nailed it. It's so catchy. I, 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 listened to it yesterday at my house and then I listened to it like 10 more times. I couldn't get into, I, I could not st- get away from that record. I'm being told, you know, for a rock show, I think you're the hardest on rock songs for New Tour Tuesday. Well, yeah, I'm going to be more discerning of my own family than I am of somebody else. That's the way that works. I'm going to fine-tooth comb it over my, or, you know, actual format. Then I will, I'll probably let you slide a little bit more if you're Fergie. That's probably true. And I think that that's the exact way that should go. Aside from that, we are done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Do we still have those charge tickets? Bet we do. Well, let's pass those out. They're playing on December 8th against the Delaware 87ers. We'll send you, if you're caller number 15 right now, at 1-800-243-7625. From that. Talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you.
2: The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.